Hi, I'm Lydia with um, Revelation Real Estate, and today on our podcast, we have Elaine poker yant with visiting angels she's also the creator of successful aging conferences the community outreach and education and she also actually writes for the arizona republic so elaine thank you for coming thanks for having me lady i'm happy to be here yeah so um the other thing i didn't mention too was that you're also dementia friendly through the city of tempe and then you also have your dementia um practitioners uh i'm a dementia champion so i teach those classes right it's an awareness class program okay. through the Dementia Friendly Tempe. Okay. And um, I'm a certified dementia practitioner, and I'm also uh, certified with the TIPA Snow Positive Approach to Care. So I'm a trainer. Okay. Um, okay. For dementia care. So you are kind of my go to person when I have, I obviously work with a lot of seniors and. Um, one thing that I do know about you is that you've worked with seniors for a long time, correct? Yeah, close to 30 years. <laughs> so so you're one of my go-to folks. I, I have a just a, a couple of them, and you're one of them. And um, one of the things I've noticed, in, and I know you probably have the same thing, is when an adult child is dealing with their senior loved one, the first thing is they don't know where to even start. So you probably get a lot of those clients with with all of the the um, resources that you have as well. Is that correct? Certainly. Uh, you know, when I started with Visiting Angels, I've been there eight years, and probably about year two, uh, we made a switch from clients themselves calling to a higher percentage of their children mm-hmm. calling um, yep. to engage care for parents. And okay. now I would say probably, oh, I don't know, over well over 50% of the calls that we get are from adult children versus right. clients themselves. And are those adult children, a lot of them are, it, it's usually a urgent situation that puts them in the pattern of, what do we do with mom or dad now? Do we keep them home? Do we get home health care? Is that kind of, is that more of what the issue is than just mom needs a little bit of help here and there? Is there more of a, someone fell or had In the a, last two years, it's much more crisis driven than yeah. it has been prior to that. Prior to that, people would get in a little help and they would do it slowly and they would acclimate. And, and oftentimes when you do it that way, you prevent the crisis. Right. But I would say in the past two years, the 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 rate of, of crisis management has escalated mm. through the roof. Okay. So we, we are... That's one reason why we started the podcast was to help our um, aging population. There's so many resources out there, and a lot of people don't even know that they exist. So, um, and one of your seminars that you have with your successful aging um, uh, conferences is the Sandwich Generation. Mm-hmm. So give us a little bit of information on on that. Okay. Um, th- that is a fairly well-known term uh, in the industry. It's not necessarily known, not a, as, as well-known, um, we found out with just people who are going out through public, it. Because yeah. most people, it's, the reason is, most people don't consider themselves caregivers. They just consider themselves 
parents mm. or, okay. or spouses or they just consider themselves kids right. who need to do that. that. That term caregiver, even though they are, does not even cross their mind. They don't even think about so, it. So um, even though we're doing sandwich generation thing, I've kind of changed the terminology a little okay. bit on my end to the roadmap edition. Oh, Because okay. every journey needs a roadmap and, and aging is no different. So I've right. kind of made a little transition there um, in, in that process. But looking at what that piece is, Anytime we get a situation like that, we go in and as visiting angels and we do an assessment. We do a free assessment. We look at what their situation is okay. and what their goals are. Okay. And once we have their goals established, do they want to try and stay at home as long as possible? Do they want to move yep. out? It's yep. not even possible. You know, where does the affordability come in? What are we looking at? Right. We look at health. We look at wellness. We look at finances. We look at um how big their village is, how big mm. is their circle, right. what do they have? Because we get a lot of children that call from out of state, yep. from out of country, and they're trying to manage things. And they may even be powers of attorney, but powers of attorney don't come into play unless somebody can't make that decision. Right. So now sometimes there's you know a meeting of the minds that isn't you know matching up. Right. So trying to help negotiate um, that, but it really all starts with a conversation, and if we can get that conversation to get to get to be proactive right. versus reactive, right. the options we have are so much greater. Right. So that's something that I talk about at almost any talk that I ever do right. and put forward to get people because people talk about the big stuff. Right. They talk about the banking. They talk about the attorneys. They talk about funeral arrangements, but they don't talk about the day-to-day -day life right. of what it's like when one spouse gets sick or, you know, we run out of money here or, you know, something's, you know, we're, we're in a, um, we're alone right. and there isn't anybody to be with them. To help. And a lot of people don't want strangers in their home. So we have to navigate, how do you get what you want? But somewhere there's got to be a compromise. Right. So, right. and where it becomes difficult for people is making decisions for people when we have no idea what they want. Right. So if we've had that conversation ahead of time to get an idea, at least we have, you know, a little bit of a map to right. know where to go. And I know um, I have an I have a mother that's healthy, thank good goodness. And but we've had those conversations as to what happens when or if or that's you know. Exactly and I know you've had those conversations even with mm -hmm. your family members. Mm -hmm. And it's probably that's probably the hardest thing for an adult child or uh, or someone in the family who has an elderly um, person to have that conversation. So what's what are some of the better ways of getting that topic out there to those folks that have those issues? Well, if we're really being proactive, we can start that conversation with, we're not there yet, okay. but how do you? I went to this class. I read this article. I saw this book. I was talking with a friend, mm -hmm. and they were experienced this. What, what if that happens to us and our family? Right. How would you want it happen right. then? You know, we're not there, but let's make a little plan. You always right. taught us to have a plan. Right. Let's get that plan. Right. If we're in the middle of something, mm -hmm. um, which more often than not, we've, That's wait, when we've we're waited talking. to that yes. point. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're in the middle of something, I know this is hard, but let's just lay out the options. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 put on paper what the options are. This is our ideal. This is what Maybe we a wish. Second. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is how we'd prefer to be. Here are the things we absolutely don't want. Right. And and let's see 
if any of those pieces can be reality. We kind of go through. I mean, I I do that with my kids. I did it with right. my mom. Yep. Because um, my dad died at a point. You know, it, he went kind of quickly. Uh-huh. Um, and and so. Um, when, when you can look at all those things in one place on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. as again, we were taught to do from the beginning of time, yep. you know, it's just kind of living your own reality, taking your own advice right. and go through. It helps you to kind of see where you have wiggle room and where you have comfortable and where people really react. Right. But, you know, I understand how you feel. I respect that this is what you're thinking you want to do yada 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 Mm -hmm. whatever those are but really empathizing not sympathizing because nobody Mm -hmm. wants sympathy right but how would we feel if it was us we have to kind of have these conversations with ourselves. right so because the minute i say lydia what are you going to do if tomorrow you were told you couldn't drive anymore Mm. you know did you not just get one tiny little flutter in your stomach when Mm -hmm. i said that you know, unless you can feel how it would feel, right? You, you can't really understand how they're feeling. Right. So that makes it a little bit easier, right. I think. Yeah, and I, I do know that it's it's different for every family situation. And I do know, you know, lo- losing their driver's license is probably, or not being able to drive anymore is probably one of the bigger issues. Because it's their independence. It's their independence. Yeah, it is the biggest yeah. issue. And then I do know that, you know, a lot of times, at least my clients as well as probably yours is they don't want to tell their family that they need that help. So isn't that part of the dynamics when it comes to things like that as well? A- absolutely, because they think if they show any kind of weakness that somebody's going to come in and try and take over the situation. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that respectful piece. So if you notice things, um, you know, if you notice things, go go stay for a couple days. Yeah. Go be visible. Not not with a tribe. Don't bring your family. Don't bring everybody. Just go Just stay. Just go alone. Just go visit mm-hmm. and stay a few days so you can see what the actual reality um, of the situation is because mm-hmm. that, that will make it a little bit easier. Or if somebody's telling you, mom's getting bad, mom's getting bad, mom's getting bad, right. and you go and you see there's nothing wrong with mom. Right, because well, she's okay for the, that yeah, little but, bit of short time. But but at that moment, mom's little amygdala was saying, nobody's going to find out about me. Yeah. And she rises to the occasion, and she is perfect for the entire week that you're right. there and then collapses when you leave. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the part. You know, they say, I didn't see anything. Yeah. I didn't see anything. But a lot of times when families visit, they don't stay in the home. They stay at a hotel. They get together mm. at, you know, little pieces of time. They're not there for the long haul. But right. the in-home visits can really give you a much better picture of what's really going on. You see what's in the fridge. You see what's in the cupboard. You see mm. what's laying around, what's not being dealt with. Right, right. And how... Obviously, we live in a state where there's a lot of out-of-state family members. Either we live here and our adult parents live somewhere else or vice versa. We have a lot of winter visitors and their adult children live outside um, of the state. So obviously, you work with a lot of adult children that are out-of-state. How do you... What is your suggestion for those types of family dynamics when they can't actually be in the same state together? Do you recommend that they move that they move closer to the family or have their family loved one come to them or what is I mean I know it probably depends on the situation I, but I don't ever make recommendations to okay. people about anything because okay. it's just not anybody's place. Right. Um you know sometimes you can have um 
things, but, but I help them lay out the picture. But I suggest when they come to town that they get a good picture of what their reality is. Mm. Find out who their friends are. Get the phone numbers. Find out who the doctors are. Get on the HIPAA forms so that they can release information to you. Um, get the telephone numbers for the HIPAA forms. Find out. And the HIPAA form is the form that the doctors have because yep. they won't talk to you, you the privacy uh, the privacy documents. piece so you know if we go if we go to the doctor with our loved ones say hey we're out of town mom's here by herself you know I, i'd like to be called mom are you okay if i'd like to be called you have a plan going in there right. so that it's not confrontational when you're there okay. and you can say to mom i'd like you to be on my form too because if oh, something okay. happens to george and i or whatever it is right. dave and i um I want somebody else to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, there's nothing threatening about doing that. Right. We're just putting a backup plan in place. Right. But, you know, finding out the circle, seeing where they're driving, getting in the car and driving with them, see mm. how they're doing, getting that visual of knowing what the situation right. really is, and then asking friends right. for phone numbers and make yeah. that contact. And I have, I that actually makes sense because even my parents, my mom has a couple of neighbors that I have their phone number and they have mine just in case. And they kind of watch out for each other. Mm-hmm. They're all in that age range where they all kind of kind of keep keep tabs on everybody and and my mom actually has a really good friend that's 94 this year and she's um lives in a 55 plus community lives on her own and um, her neighbor behind her knows that if she doesn't open up her curtains at a certain time of the day she's got a key to go into the house so that's the beauty if you have that kind of neighborhood Mm -hmm. that you can do that with that is one of the most common things that people do pull up the shade Mm -hmm. open the curtain and everybody does it by whatever the time they decide, 9 or 10 o'clock, right. so that you get on the phone the minute you don't see. It's open at 10 o'clock, right. and then you have a plan to go in, and people have keys. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so that if somebody does fall down, they're not there all by themselves. Same thing. You close right. the curtain at 8 o'clock or whatever it is. Right, and I think she's got a nighttime yep. r- uh, routine as well. Mm-hmm. So you at Visiting Angels has, so a couple weeks ago we had John Scott Williams with Fellowship Square, and they're doing kind of a beta testing within their assisted living on the Alexa and some of the Google and um, Amazon products that are out there. And you you too are doing some testing with some... Um, with an Alexa product okay. through Constant Companion. Okay. Yep. Um, just a few Visiting Angels offices have them, and okay. ours is one of them. Okay. And we have a few families that have one, and it's really um, it's really unique, the program, I think. I, I took some notes because okay. I can't remember it all. But they will exchange, if you have an Alexa, uh-huh. they will exchange it out okay. and give you um, you know, the product that works with the software. Right. But you can call for help. There's, right. um, they, they will do med reminders. They'll do 24-hour monitoring. They learn your activity patterns. Um, They will do daily live check-ins with you to see what it is. So Um, it's kind of like having a caregiver all the time. I know you, you, your caregivers go in on a regular basis as well, but this kind of gives someone 24 hours, seven day a week of, um, it's, it's 8 a.m. take your meds or take the blue pill mm-hmm. and the pink pill now yep. or whatever. 24 care around the clock is really expensive and right. not always necessary, but you need those eyes on. And sometimes you have those 
those points where you need somebody to take a medication. You want to make sure, you know, even the check-in after that they did it in case there's a reaction or something. Um, you know, something new. So it, um, and the beauty of it is they'll give you, if you have a huge house, they'll give you seven of them if you need seven wow. of them to be able to hear. Okay. It's all voice activated. Okay. You never have to push a button. You never have to do anything, but just say, Alexa, help, or, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that it's got um, call, you know, if if they don't react a certain way, it either calls you or it calls whoever is on the list. Correct. Of their... And it also comes with its own Wi-Fi. So the homes don't, they don't have to be wired. Oh, I didn't they even don't know ha- that. Nope. They don't have to pay for Wi-Fi. It comes with its own Wi-Fi pack so that we don't have to go in and make all kinds of changes that kind of are above their... Do you see that's how the way of the future for um, for seniors? Artificial intelligence is becoming huge because yeah. the caregiver shortage is a crisis yeah. nationally, probably internationally, um, just not having enough people. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and having enough people that are qualified. So looking at creative ways to utilize systems that will work comfortably and easily and integrate, integrate into people's homes mm-hmm. is, is the wave. It's the it's where we're wave going. Of the future. It's the, yeah. wave of the, it's the wave of now. The it wave is. has started. And and because we have all these I don't know what the statistics are, but the baby boomers are turning what, seventy four, seventy five? 76 maybe in that age and the baby boomers are such a large group and and there isn't we already don't we already have a shortage of caregivers to to take care even even um medical you know my oldest daughter's a registered nurse and they're they're even needing um, mm-hmm. more n- registered nurses and CNAs and um, therapists and getting people getting help at their home. You know, that's another thing that's coming through. As you know, you well, you had Dispatch Health here, and they gave mm-hmm. you. I mean, that has been a lifesaver yeah. for families who don't have cars, who don't drive, who are uncomfortable, who it's really awkward to get out of the house. Right. Um, it, they have been phenomenal to work with. Yeah, and I know that falls are one of the biggest concerns that folks have now is is because once someone falls then there's a it's kind of a snowball effect of medical issues that can come up is that correct it really can be the way a neurologist described it to me is as we get older our bodies get a little bit more fragile but you have people that are seemingly perfect let's say at age 90 okay but all of a sudden they fall down and and in our bodies when something's wrong you know, our bodies go to heal that little piece. Right. Well, because there were such a perfectly balanced little glass puzzle, when we have a fall or a urinary tract infection or, or pneumonia or something where a lot of energy goes to that part of the body to mm-hmm. heal it, mm-hmm. all the other places that mm-hmm. had little energies keeping it all so perfectly balanced become off kilter because the bulk of that energy has gone to fix the more acute issue. Okay. And that's... That's how they described it to me. Yeah. And I thought that was a great visual that makes to be a able lot to understand. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do know that um, you have seminar. Well, you also write for the Arizona Republic, too. So how often can somebody find your article? Once within- a month. Okay. It, it is. It's a, the, the name of the article is called Sandwich Generation or the okay. name of the column. Okay. And I've been doing it since 2012. Okay. And it's usually the, it's the second week of the month, often the second Wednesday in the East Valley. Okay. Um, but 
sometimes on the west side or north. It's sometimes on a Monday or Friday. Right. But it just, I, I talk about resources. I talk about things, you know, concepts people should consider thinking about. Mm-hmm. They should have talk about things that they don't know, whether it's, you know, something hospice-related, something fall-related, you know, an event that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um Things to think about, right? You know what it's to try like. to get that just whether prevention. even mo- yeah, even even emotional thoughts to get you going. Mm. Uh, the ones that are the hardest to the right, the ones that are the most difficult to write because they're awkward or uncomfortable or scary, are the ones I get the most comments on. Interesting, but you know, I had one. What is it like to put the love of your life into, you know, into memory care? Mm. And um, boy. You know, it, it, that was a great, the, the responses were were wonderful, and mm-hmm. it gives you really great insight. Yeah. And working with people every, you know, all the time, every day, we've got, you know, hundreds of clients, um, you can tell their story in a way because when it's their story, it's mm-hmm. a thousand other people's it's everybody stories else's or a hundred thousand other yep. people else's story. So you can tell it in a real non-threatening way so that maybe that one little tweak, if you just they take that one little tweak, they understand and maybe, yeah. you know, we can prevent it from happening to yeah. you. Yeah, and I, I actually have a client right now who we moved him into assisted living and his wife had to go into memory care and just the guilt that he has been feeling since he's done it. Um, So I do understand, you know, it's one of those things where it's not just that person that's going through it. It's everybody else is going through the same thing. Yeah. um, Dementia is, you know, it it affects the whole village in a whole different way. And Mm -hmm. it's been an interesting observation. I teach a lot of classes about different things um, after being in this industry for a long time, trying to help people kind of navigate this journey. And um, it's interesting to me that caregivers of people with dementia have a guilt that people who are taking care of somebody mm-hmm. with cancer or ALS or you know, COPD or congestive heart failure, they don't have that. Interesting. Because in some, in some profound way, people feel like they should be able to help their person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but that it, it's it's. I, I don't know if there's any statistics on it. I, I've actually not looked it up, but but just from everybody that I've talked to and all the different people that I've been in front of and around and listened to, and I, you know, I've facilitated support groups over the years and mm-hmm. do so currently still, and um, I learn every single day, yeah. every single minute, and probably the caregivers are. Um, the ones that you deal with a lot just because they're the ones that need them. Not that the patient or the loved one doesn't need the help, but it's the caregiver that actually needs that moral support and and just making sure that they are um, feeling like what they're doing matters, even though they probably are overworked and tired. and Support and validation and, and care for caregivers is absolutely essential yeah yeah i mean the statistic is 60 percent of caregivers die before the people that they take care of yeah and that's not an age-related statistic oh it's not okay no that's just kind of an across the board because they don't 
pay attention. They, they don't, don't remember to go to the doctor. They don't make those doctor appointments. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So give us the information. You have a um, aging, a successful aging conference coming up in September. And give us, um, we are going to have, hopefully we're going to have the live link for the Eventbrite um, on the page once it goes active okay. or live. Um so give us the date and what they'll learn at this conference. Okay, so um, this we're calling this one the Roadmap Edition. Okay. I've got different kinds of editions that I do. But so it's at Red Mountain Multi-Generational Center. Okay. And it is Saturday, September 28th. Okay. And it's going to be 9.30 to 3 o'clock. Okay. Essentially, there will be free care for anybody. Oh. You know, if you have somebody that you can't leave alone, right? A loved one that you can't live alone. Um, Oakwood Creative Care has a day program. Okay, and it's right next door to the Multi Gen Center. Okay, so we've got sponsors. So there's, you know, the daycare. There will be a, a program be of engagement. Okay, free free engagement throughout the whole program. Okay, for attendees of the conference. Okay, great. And the conference is free. Okay, you get your coffee and snack in the morning, lunch, and then. And we've got five speakers. Okay. I'm doing a presentation called The Ten Things Nobody Tells You When You Age. And that's kind of my 101 class. I, I love that, that seminar. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody can hear you talk about that, just that one alone gives a wealth of information. Well, thank you. Um, and then Shelly Drews, who has a company called Help My Senior, which mm-hmm. does a lot of dementia care. Right. She's going to do a dementia talk. Okay. Uh, Scott Fisher from Options for Senior Living okay. and um, Passers. He's going to talk about what if I'm not safe at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a he owns a company that um, does placement. Yep. And um, he's got agents all over the valley. And just talk about how to navigate that. What do you look for? How do you do it? What do you, you know? The, just the whole right. the whole piece. Joan Marlowe, who is a life coach, Reiki master, just a wellness guru in general. Okay. She's going to do a, a class on um, care for the caregiver. Okay. How to how to keep you know how to keep yourself well and healthy and how to engage in ways that are comfortable that you can fit in in little snippets of time mm-hmm. when you can find them. Okay. Um, and then Francisco uh, Servant from Keystone Law Firm is going to talk about how to avoid a financial crisis, you okay. know, if a health issue should come up. Okay. And um, these are all tried and true people yep. that I have used for years. We do these programs. You know, I mix and match people in different ways, but our reviews always come back like all five, some we get a couple of fours in there, but yeah. it's just we're just giving the meat and potatoes information. It's really of good what information now. Yeah, the yeah. last two that you've had have been hugely su- successful, and I think people go away, they think they know what the conference is about, and I think what uh, is so amazing is that they go away with so many resources. Pleasantly and, surprised. Yeah, um, that that's I think my favorite phrase. Um, and, and I guess my other favorite phrase from those is, we actually gave you real stuff. We didn't talk on top of things or around things. We gave you right. steps and ideas and handouts and lists of resources and different kinds of right. things. And ways to just go through some of these processes mm-hmm. that people are... How to bring up the conversation, mm-hmm. what, what to do, what are the... You know the ticket items, and I've never had, I've never taught that class. Ten things nobody tells you without people saying, "I thought I had it all together. I <laughs> thought I had it all together." So it's, and when you go through those crises, 
you even even when you prepare, there's still things that come up that you weren't prepared for. So it's always good to get over prepared than under prepared because there's always something that's going to get in the way or something new that you didn't even talk about. Right, because so. if you plan ahead and you kind of do it, you have choices. Right. When when you kind of make that choice not to make a choice, you, you lose options. You're limited You're, when, when that situation hits. Extremely limited. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. So if someone needs to get a hold of you, um, and what I like about Elaine, too, is she will come to you to speak if you have, you know, a church group or an organization, if you have a company that lunchtime you've done lunch lots of lunch and yeah. learns. Mm-hmm. so um and the best way to get elaine is 480-203-8548 that's 480-203-8548 thank you so much we're going to have you come back because you are just you've got so much information to talk about so. thank you lydia i really appreciate being here thanks thanks